Well, hello. Welcome to the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. And my name's Rich. This is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. We're in that weird land. Everybody has memes. It's like the, the, the few days between Christmas and New Year's are just kind of like weird. Like if you're working, it's probably weird work. Half right. the people are there. Some people aren't. Right. If you're not working, you don't know what day of the week it is. Right. And it's just kind of all. And nobody like, else is working, but you're working. And you're. It's all a little blur. You kind of sleep whenever you. It's just kind of a weird, like weird place to be. Yeah. And then you're kind of ready to get back into like routine life. Right. It's just a funny time. It's not a funny time. You're like ready. You're like okay. We've been planning for the holidays. Mm-hmm. They're here, and now we're ready to get past the holidays and back into normal life, whatever that means. Right. Well, welcome to the podcast. I, uh, you know, we are, this is a not therapy therapy for us. And so we're uh, getting close to finishing up season two. Yeah. We are on episode 18. 18. We can smoke. That's great. Some places they moved it to 21. Ooh. Yeah. But, um, we thought we'd just talk a little bit about Christmas stuff and kind of different stages of the holidays yeah. and then, um, we'll start peeking into January New Year's resolutions and Coming goal up. setting. Yeah. What do we want to accomplish? Who knows? What do we want to say this time next year? Yeah. So okay. who knows? Maybe we'll have a TV show by then. <laughs> I don't think so. So I was curious if you had a fun fact. I do. I do. So I'm ready. One of my favorite candies over the holidays is peppermint bark. Okay. Like I love peppermint bark, but peppermint bark seems to be somewhat new. It wasn't around when I was I don't remember younger. it until like the last four or five years. But one of the kind of more traditional candies that comes from peppermint bark is the candy cane. Right. And candy canes have been around for a long time. So I have a little bit of information about candy oh, cane. The candy cane, yeah. yeah. Enlighten me. There you go. So they were probably invented about 350 years ago when candy was wow. kind of being created. And they learned how to stretch sugar. Right. Um, but it was all made by hand. Okay. So um, it kind of took a while. And... Um, again, it comes from the Germans. The Germans mm. are all about Christmas. So right. if you want to know where a lot of our Christmas traditions come from, best bet is probably from Germany. Okay. Just like this one. So the legend says that around 1670, okay. a German choir master in the Cologne Cathedral, in an effort to keep the choir kids quiet, handed out these sticks of candy and they were shaped as a shepherd's crook because it was a church. But they handed them out to keep them quiet, to keep the choir kids quiet. There you go. And because Christmas services would apparently go very long in Europe, that became kind of like spread around and people would hand out candies at Christmas services to kids to keep them quiet. All right. Instead of books or drawing, here, this candy. Yeah. And you, sometimes you hear like the stripes and all that stuff, but in fact, the stripes didn't come around till quite recently. Okay. So in... 17 in 1847 a german swedish immigrant brought them to america okay and actually his name was august imag imagad and he decorated a tree in worcester ohio with candy canes and that kind of was the start of making it a decoration okay this is just a candy to keep kids quiet 
Um, it wasn't until the, the 19th century that stripes or even the mm. mint flavor was added. Oh. They were just sugar sticks. Just sugar sticks. Yeah. And so the mint flavor and the stripes are actually pretty pretty recent. Mm. So sometimes you hear the stories about the stripes and the, the three, the trinity and all that. Stuff. Right. That's actually more lore than mm. reality. Than now reality. the shepherd's crook is true. Okay. But um, in 1950, a Catholic priest invented the machine mm -hmm. to automate making them. Okay. So up until 1950, they were, they were all made, made by hand. Yeah, which wow. is kind of incredible when you think yeah. about it. Anyway, so um, it's just kind of a, an incredible. Now it's uh, candy canes make up 1.4 billion dollars of the Christmas candy. Wow, that's a lot of candy. Yeah. I mean, because they're usually pretty cheap, like right. five bucks a dollar for, store. Get a hundred for five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to get them for a club and things. But what is one of your favorite games that we used to play with candy canes? Um, suck it through an orange. Yes. I yes. know, that's my favorite. So explain that a little bit for people that yeah, might know. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where I heard this, but if you take a candy cane and you punch it into unwrap the... Unwrap it. You unwrap it and you punch it into the side of an orange, not the... Not the top where the stem is, but on the side, like, like into, the it, in, into the fruit. Yeah. And you just kind of start sucking on the candy cane. Um, eventually, the acid from the juice will eat its way through the candy cane and become a peppermint straw. And you can drink the orange juice. And you can drink the orange juice. It's minted orange juice. Yeah, it's kind of gross, actually. <laughs> it's kind of like after you brush your teeth and have a glass of orange juice. But the whole idea of having a candy cane be a straw... Is, yeah, but naturally. you have to suck on it for a while. I mean, it probably takes we, we, twenty minutes. Oh, it doesn't take that long. We did that as club games, and it took about five minutes of just really, yeah, you know, sucking it up. But um, yeah, it's pretty fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun game. Yeah, it's something to keep your kids busy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, kind of messy. And quiet. <laughs> it's kind of messy. <laughs> so then again, the pep, the candy cane is all about keeping kids quiet. <laughs> exactly. Shh, kids. Here's a candy here's cane. A candy cane. <laughs> And so they gave them out at church services because the church services were so long right. and they didn't have kids programs and all right. that other things Little that coloring they have books. now. Yeah. Well, that was a fantastic fun fact. There you go. There you Holiday go. edition. Holiday edition. But we do have some, we were talking about um, some of our, our own Christmas memories um, with our kids just this last holiday. Right. And one of my favorite memories was um, Ty was just had just turned five our oldest had just turned five and it was maybe like a week before christmas and yeah. he we were talking to him about santa and gifts and stuff and he adamantly said i'm getting a kitchen area you know like those plastic play kitchens play kitchens that they can stand and they can open like a little door mm -hmm. or they have like yeah. a little sink and a fake stove oh yeah and he was so sure that Santa was bringing that it. Santa was going to bring this kitchen area. Right. And so, you know, that was probably about like 22 years ago. It was a long time ago. And 22 years ago, we didn't have next day Amazon. No, no, no. You we had to actually have, drive around and find go, one. And we lived in Tri-Cities, Washington, not a big metropolis. Nope. with Lots of options. Nope. And everything was all the kitchen areas were always pink. All right. They were girly. Girly. They didn't have like many. Not that there's anything bad with that, but we were looking but for something for a boy. Time, things were very gender specific in their totally world. And yeah. I remember we drove around to every store we could think we of. We went everywhere. Because Santa. Well, Santa was bringing it. Bringing it. And we had to. 
be Santa. We had, I mean, he was so sure right. that this was going to happen. And we found one. We found that it was red and purple and right. it was very brightly colored. And yep, he got a kitchen area. He was pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. But I just remember the terror in our faces when he was like, nope, like, where this we, is happening. Where do we go? Walmart, Sears. I mean, yeah, well, it's kind of like, yeah, Sears is not really a store anymore, but it was then. <clears throat> but yeah, it was. I think we ended up at Toys R Us. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that anytime your kids say something and they're that young and they're idea. And yeah. it's just so idyllic and you just, you mm-hmm. know, you're like, oh, I, I, I don't want to ruin his like <laughs> life right now. Like, this is not time for trauma. <laughs> well, and it was back and we didn't have a lot of extra money. I mean, we no it was, but it was probably a couple hundred bucks. It was big deal. I just remember <laughs> we were like driving around. We were like, we have to make this happen. Right. And I think as parents, you know, sometimes that's, that's kind of what happens um, in life is your kids say something out of the blue and they don't really know Mm-mm. all the things that you're going through and all no. the hoops that you're jumping and all the nope. sacrifices you're making to make something that they're real you know, desire right. happen. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's just the, the burden of being a parent, right? Well, and we have a little bit of a uh, boomer in us in the sense of that. We didn't want to, we wanted to treat our kids better than we were treated. Oh, I, yeah. mean, I mean, so yeah, we wanted to give them the idyllic Christmas and have yeah. Santa come and, and make, get them everything they wanted because yeah. we wanted the best for them. Sure. You know, and uh, I remember my mom went too crazy with Christmas. Yeah. So, and and some mean, parents can do that. Right. And I think they, we, we've learned to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were really out of balance. It was really more, it wasn't about uh, an expensive kitchen area. It was more about his like ideal, right? And not wanting right. to crush that little dream. Mm-hmm. But I think parents are doing that all the time. I mean, I think that's what you're doing. You're running around kind of around them, behind them, in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that as they walk through life, their dreams are as yeah. intact as possible, right? Well, and that they, if they want something, they can have it. The hardest part about, I think, Christmas in particular is, you know, there's the, it's just gift giving in general. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. It can it's have a lot. lot of and you don't need to do like my mom was crazy and she'd give me like 25 gifts. Right. You I need, think we're trying to be better about you need 25 gifts. You need, a, <laughs> like, you need two nice ones and we're good. Yeah. And we're, when our kids got older, we got more about setting a budget. Mm-hmm. We were like, this is how much we're going to spend on each kid. And for some kid that might be one present right. for another kid. It might be three just right. because of the totally. way, but the budget stayed the same. Yeah. And I think we got better at that, of like yeah. managing, hey, this is the budget. This is how much we're spending mm-hmm. on each kid right? and making that. Well, equal. and I, uh, I remember Black Friday going and lining up at Best oh, Buy yeah, so yeah, I could yeah. get the next Game Boy or yeah. whatever. Um, we did a little bit of that. Um, yeah. You know, because the, the, you know, that was how you did it. Yeah. So those are memories about getting gifts for the kids when they have those expectations of a specific thing. Right. There's another memory mm-hmm. of getting them something that maybe they didn't ask for. Right. But you know, it could be really cool. Right. And you're like, this could be super fun. And mm-hmm. they might not know about it because maybe they're too little to really experience it. But as they get older, they'll love right. it. And for me, that is that like three in one gaming table we got that had like pool and air hockey. Oh and my gosh. And you had to put it together upstairs. Yeah. Outside their room. In the their bedrooms the were upstairs and then they had this kind of little living area of, that was their own upstairs 
And so we brought it upstairs after they had been asleep for a bit and started to take, put this thing together. Mm-hmm. We taught our kids how to be like sleepers. Yeah. Which is helpful, but we, we were still whispering, like, whispering, me, pass me the school driver, whatever, you know, it was part A three. <laughs> we were like whispering. I think it was so heavy getting it up the stairs Which in the box. If we got mad at each other because we had to whisper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so mad at you. We were up until three, got oh my up gosh, at it six. Was, it was 3 a.m. We were like, oh my gosh, we just now got this finished. And we went to bed and then we got up at six. Yeah. And yeah. We had three hours of sleep. But that's just what you do. They, they, were, they were excited, but again, they didn't really know mm-hmm. everything that it yeah. could do. And so I remember the outdoor basketball hoop was like oh, that. Totally. That was yeah. like that. Um, and then they found the box. <laughs> they did find the box. <laughs> they were like, wait, Santa brought the box. <laughs> yeah, he did. He gave it to us and told us to put it together. But I'm sure people listening have memories of, you know, getting gifts that you had to right. get or search for or, um, maybe it was the Cabbage Patch doll. Oh yeah, totally. Or maybe it was putting together things that you're not really handy at. Not really you are very handy, but not everybody's handy and they're trying to put right. things together. And those are fun memories that I think as parents we have mm-hmm. that our kids know they they don't have they don't have the same memory. No, they see it from a whole different yeah. perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I kinda wonder sometimes if that's like a little bit the way God works. Like we have no concept of all the things that right. he's doing in the background right. and all the things that while we're sleeping, mm-hmm. he's planning and arranging right. and he's doing all these things. And we just kind of walk through. Right. Life. We're just watching from, we from wake afar. Up and go, oh, look, that's so cool. Yeah. I got this thing. Right. And I mm-hmm. feel like God is just working all the time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we are so unattuned to that. We're just right. sleeping away. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's got that. You talk about the parade route view. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he sees the whole thing, but yeah. we only see the street level. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we were raising our boys, we did our best to make great memories. And, yeah. And we did buy things for them and try to create, you know, sure. fun and adventure and keep them busy. And, you know, but at the same time, giving gifts is fun. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's fun to give gifts to people and. And see their faces and, and you, I thought of you when I bought this and that whole yeah, thing. So yeah. I definitely feel like that that's, it's a good, I think giving yeah. gifts is a good thing. It just can be over, can be overdone. Well, and I think, I think though most people's intentions are still pure. Right. It's just sometimes we get a little out of balance, mm-hmm. but I think right. the intentions are always good, you know? Well, and as grandparents now, it's going to be a little different. It is. It is. And we're trying to balance like we don't want to give a lot of gifts or have the expectation that Christmas is about gifts. Christmas can be more about experiences and, um, you know, doing things together. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard. Those are always hard balances to make for sure. And I think, too, it's different seasons. I mean, when we were first married, some of our Christmases were just the two of us. Right. And we, we made some fun memories. We exchanged gifts at the mall and you know, we, (laughs) we went to hot cocoa. We went to, to places and had our own little experience because it was just the two of us. It was just the two of us. We didn't have to manage a bunch of people or their expectations. We didn't have kids. We didn't have any of that. And then you kind of go through that season where you have little kids and you're flying to your parents' house. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the point where you're like, Hmm, it's time for us to have our own right. family traditions. And I remember telling our families, Hey, 
If you want to see us for Christmas, you have to come to us. Right. We're not traveling. Anymore. Yeah, because it's got expensive. Four tickets. Yeah, and we travel. wanted our kids to wake up in our home. Right. And have come their down this, Christmas in their house. memories mm-hmm. in their home. I mean, we held to that pretty well. There was a few times we changed it, but. Yeah, I, I think that if I if you live in the same town as your family and you might go to your grandmother's right. house or whatever, that's kind of a cool thing. But you have you to fly. Have that generationally. But if you have to fly and you have to like uproot Do your the kids gifts. and all that stuff. And uproot them from their fr- friends right. and all that stuff. That gets a little harder to do. Yeah, uh, but if you lived totally. in town and, you know, you're like, well, we always go to grandma's house. And we, right. you know, did, that's pretty cool. And I, I, we just never had that. No, but hopefully we can have we that. We never lived close enough yeah. to have those kind of memories. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the stage where we're empty nesters and we have Christmas later because that's what works best Christmas for our kids. Christmas happens whenever people come. Right. And we're good. We're flexible. Yeah. So we're not having Christmas until the 30th, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. It really doesn't matter to me. No. We'll create um, the in, same in day. In fact, you know, with you working in a church, you know, Christmas is a little busier right. with all the services and stuff. So especially mm-hmm. with this Christmas being so close to the, the right. weekend. Um, yeah, it was hard. It was a little weird. So it would have been a lot to try to fit Christmas in. on a Monday, Christmas Eve service on a Sunday, all that stuff. Um, next year, I think Christmas is on a Wednesday. Right. So Christmas Eve services Tuesday night. Yeah. But there'll still be services. So, um, something to think about, but we, we do, um, we, we're, we're finding this new season of empty nesting. Mm -hmm. I would say is the season of flexibility. Oh, totally. Where we are just happy with getting whatever time we get with our kids, mm-hmm. yep. knowing that they have obligations with families and jobs and friends. And so oh my gosh, yeah. we are not first or second or third <laughs> on their list. And, and that's, that's okay. And that's, and that's totally okay. Fine. You that's know? totally fine. Um, so we're just trying to find that, mm-hmm. that place where right. of flexibility. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, it's harder because you want to have an idyllic idea of what you're what you're doing as you lead your families. But at the same time, we want what's best for them. You yeah, know? and and we want them to feel released mm-hmm. to make their own yeah. family traditions. We like, don't want to obligate them that we don't have to be be their um, their traditions. Don't have to be around our no. expectations. I think I've heard so many tough stories around empty nesting people or in the older stages that they make demands for their kids. Yeah. You, know, you have to be here this day. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I feel like that just puts so much stress on yeah. like your kids and the situation and the holiday and, uh, and that kind of, it, it creates some unmet expectations potentially probably, yeah. you know? So I think that that, that's not definitely not what we are. We don't no. want to ever do that. But I can see where you we, we hold on to those things. And right? you, sometimes you feel like you're almost grasping. You feel like your your kids are kind of leaving mm-hmm. you and right. they're maybe going to forget about you. And right. so in some ways you use the holidays as a way to grasp mm-hmm. that connection. Right. And I think that's a real thing. I think that's a real feeling of mm-hmm. feeling like I'm not important. I am not second or first or third or right. maybe even fourth on the And things list are slipping anymore. away and that's not what it used to be. Yeah. yeah. And things aren't I'm not in control. Like right. before I controlled when they came, where they came, when we opened gifts, what mm-hmm. we ate, when right. we ate. Right. And now all of a sudden we don't control 
any of that. And it can be hard to, yeah. it can feel like, like it's like slipping out of your fingers for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where you have to kind of sit back and say, this isn't about me. This is about right. them and their they're creating their new family, right. just like we probably did to our parents. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. We probably did the same thing when mm-hmm. we said, hey, so if you want to see your kids, your grandkids, you have to come to us. That might have been painful. Oh, that might have been really hard, right? You know, but it seemed like we were needing to make our own family decisions sure. and do our family, right. make decisions that we thought were best for our family at that time. Yeah, it's, a, I mean... I guess if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're kind of resonating what we're talking about, it's, I think over our arching banner over empty nesting is, uh, finding spaces so that you can serve your family and not make demands of them. Um, because we're old enough and mature enough to do it. Yeah. Like we're, we're comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. We don't, you know, we, we, we know that our kids love us. We know that we're going to be fine, but we have to choose the greater good. Yeah. And and you can't put your identity or worth Mm -mm. in your kids. Nope. And for a lot of times, sometimes we did do that. Oh yeah. And so it's learning to say, I have an identity Mm -hmm. outside of my kids. Yep. Um, and to letting them go and be their own and let them do the best. One of the things too, is I think, um, you know, I heard a pastor, we went to a pastor's retreat and I remember one time he said, pastor's wives need to make their home a place that their husband can't wait to get home to. Right. Right. That it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's loving, it's caring, it's compassionate so that they will come home right. to it and not create a lot of reasons not to come home. And that resonated to me then, but it also kind of resonates to me now that I want when they, when they are able to come to our house, mm-hmm. That it's a peaceful, calm, right. and they want to come. Very like joyful place mm-hmm. to come. So there's not strife. There's not mm-hmm. expectations. Right. There's not this like performance Mm-mm. that you're asking them to do. Right. Instead, it's like I want this to be a place that you just when you come, you can relax. Yeah, and, and you want to come. You don't want it. It's not an obligation, but it's like right. No, I can't wait to go. Right, right. Yeah, um, I think that's I so. think that's exactly where we want the holidays to be. Yeah. So those are the musings of this last week, reflecting on Mm -hmm. some of our Christmas memories and then kind of the seasons of Christmases. Right. Right. Yeah. The holidays are really interesting. And I don't think every family has great holidays. I mean, Mm -hmm. their families might have a lot of stress and hurt and Mm -hmm. and brokenness and broken relationships. And And so grief, grief, you know, you don't, you don't know what people are going through. But I think as we've gotten older in our mid fifties now that we can say that we're doing our best to choose what's best for our family. Yeah. Because that is essentially the best for us. Right. It's just more of a delayed gratification. Yeah. As opposed to an immediate, but we're just going to trust that God is in control yeah. of all that yeah. and that we do want our our children to want to be with us and want to spend holidays with us, which means that we have to kind of let them go. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> we can make memories and I think we plan, we got great plans. You know, we're going to maybe do some ski trip stuff in the future yeah. and do more memories and less kind of physical gifts. Yeah. And I think that's a good approach. And mm-hmm. so as we kind of wrap up kind of conversations around Christmas and we talked a little about Thanksgiving, but next our next, uh, uh, you know, episodes of this podcast will be kind of 2024 and goal setting and thinking about 
Maybe even wrapping up 2023. Yeah. Like looking back at mm-hmm. 2023. Yep. And then a little as, year in review. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we started this last year. So, yeah. But uh, we uh, we just love that you tune in to this podcast and um, all of our, uh, I think we have almost 1,700 downloads, which is pretty cool. And yeah. Thanks about for 30 regular listeners out there. So, our audience of 30, thanks for coming by the podcast. Spread the word. <laughs> Check us out. Give us a rating. Um, but keep following us on the Empty Nester Therapy we Podcast. We might ask you to even post your New Year's goals. Ooh, that'd be cool. In the comments. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, we hope you had a great Christmas and a very happy New Year. The next time we chat, it'll be 2024. Maybe. Unless we squeeze one in. Unless we squeeze another one in. (laughs) But uh, you guys, thanks for coming by. Uh, My name's Rich. And this is Amy. Thanks for coming by. Bye-bye.